It's back to a car. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it feels like just yesterday, doesn't it? The fellas, we're out of the bubble. We've been to Cabo. Yeah, we're allowed to eat all the chicken wings that we we want wherever we want. Yes, right. <laughs> <laughs> My name is Josh Simateo here with Jake Eisenberg and Matt Beatty. It's been a hot sec, but we're back. We're back. The season's gearing back up again. We can't just sit on our ass. We've got to talk about it. I say we. Um, yeah, we needed a break. Um, you know, as much as LeBron, we like LeBron, we know the 71 day layoff, it's going to be tough, but, um, <laughs> I think we, we can muster it up. Exactly. We can we're, it up. Yeah, we're getting back, we're getting back on the grind. Ready to go. And we've picked a great time. The draft yeah. has happened. There's yeah. been trades left, right and center, free agency signings. We've got so much to talk about. Well, um, I, I'm, I'm glad we didn't record a couple of those like posts, um, season because my least favorite time of the calendar is the rumor season where every day <laughs> you're, you're hearing uh gordon hayward's going to here I, I heard that every day going somewhere new and james harden's might, might be doing this and might be doing that like i just can't deal with the the non-reality based reality that everybody's trying to live in um yeah and it's and it's bad for us we like speculation at backdoor cut mm. it just feeds everything we don't need but exactly. that's all gone now. We well, there's no more rumors now. We know if really? players are moving or not. Yeah, mate. Um, we're the over unders are going to be set soon. We're going to be onto our favorite episode oh. of the year. It's going to be great. What, when, when do you season kicks off December twenty second? Twenty second. Yeah, I knew it ended with a two. Yeah. Um. I, so what over unders got to be in a week or two before that? I was like, they're 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 on some of the sites in America Action Network. I saw. Um. But now we've got to wait for sports better to get into it yeah, yeah, yeah. i think sports bets usually uh signifier it's exactly go right. time um, <laughs> but the numbers are all screwed like i was trying to figure out the maths like 49 wins was like the top projection i'm like oh no it's going to be very confusing to figure out yeah what's actually good with shorter season yeah um, i actually this is totally off topic but perfect. i saw this thing about uh lebron and key dates in the schedule the other day and it oh, was yeah. like Early March, March 4, March 5, uh, LeBron's two highest scoring days historically over all the seasons, those two days for whatever reason he goes off. And then there was like the days he plays bad and this and that. And I was thinking how this shortened schedule is going to throw all that kind of rhythm completely out of whack for so many players, oh. like the guys that round into form, you know, a little bit into the season. They're mm. going to be a bit quicker now. And Oh, the load, know, the load gonna, management. going to be... Oh yeah, Kawhi's barely going to play, <laughs> and Le- LeBron's going to barely play as well. Like even when he does, he's yeah. just going to be like walking up and down the court, cherry picking. And I don't blame him. Like, why would you? Why would you save your energy? Yeah, you can't put yourself through that, especially when you're god in the playoffs. He's a oh. 16, 16 game season player, man. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's every game player, um, and unfortunately, right. his team got better. But um, yeah, let's rip into. So we're going to let's, rip let's into talk about that. Some of our favorite. Um, off-season teams, um, starting with a backdoor cut favorite, uh, the Phoenix Suns. Yeah, we, we've gone hot and cold on the Phoenix Suns over the years. I, I used to be vehemently been, against them. It's been bubbling away. Two years yeah. ago, you picked them for the <laughs> yeah. over, and they that's right. Yeah, that's right. That, that's what that's what caused all this. I <laughs> thought they would be yeah. good then. You went a year early. Yeah. Yeah. Or two years early. Now, now we're on. I jumped on at the right time. I was about it last year. Aaron Baines, Spike yeah, yeah. Ben, 
That's right. Oh, as soon as soon yeah. as Ricky Rubio got Rubio, there, he yes. talking, uh, yeah, he's That's a professional. It. This guy's going to teach him how to play. Now they upgraded. Oh. Now they got Chris Paul. Dude, that's such a one hilarious Rubio. You know, just to be <laughs> the level one point guard to to help settle the team down. And now they've just yeah. evolved to Charizard level yeah. point guard. And not to not to mention, he got shipped back to Minnesota, dude, which he was trying to escape in the first place. He seems to be happy from what I've he read. Likes Minnesota, yeah, yeah. yeah. Which oh, is, well, that's he good. likes Minnesota. Just so funny. I just want him to be happy. It well, is that, a it is a, a, a probably the harshest contrast going from Phoenix yeah. and the warm <laughs> yeah, weather the clothing to the to snow. The, yes, yeah, yeah. And especially he's from Spain. I'm so like I I would expect him to just hate Minnesota so much, <laughs> but but he's excited. You know, for, something about that hospitality up there. Yeah, the cheese is that Wisconsin. <laughs> That's Wisconsin. That's Wisconsin. Yeah, I mean, they also acquired Jay Crowder. Yes. I think that they're, this is, they're trying to make a run at the playoffs this year. They're, 100%. They were unlucky not to get there last year. The, the 8-0 bubble team. They, yeah. This is now the season to hit the button. Devin Booker, you need to keep this guy happy. That's yep. that's what they're doing. Yeah, I think this is the, this is the time. Like, Booker now is going to be, like, really – smack bang entering his prime now and you finally got someone like cp3 who had maybe one of the best seasons of his career last year um not from a you know numbers perspective but the fact that he reputationally that, yeah so he led that okc team um when we all thought that they were going to barely make the playoffs um and to just be awesome all year and that's exactly what they need is that leader and for someone to orchestrate the offense and Aiton as well, you know, assuming he doesn't yeah. get that 25-game suspension. Like, I kind of forgot that that happened, but that obviously had, like, a huge impact on their ability to make the playoffs. So, and he was... I was going yeah. I was going to bring up Aiton, like, mm-hmm. the addition of Chris Paul into this team is probably biggest for him more than anyone because right. he's about to feast like he's never feasted before. If he can maintain his activity on the defensive end that we saw to close out the season, mm-hmm. maybe second half of the season then Phoenix are in. They even brought Saric back. Yes, like, love that. they got a team. Mikael Bridges is great. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I think the the growth of Bridges and Cam Johnson, mm-hmm. it sort of, mm. it really cushions the blow of losing Ubre. They were amazing in the bubble. I think that their wing stock now is, you, you can handle losing someone like that. Yeah, I, well, I look, think they, yeah. yeah. And it's no, a pro right Ubre pro podcast. Yeah, I love, I love Ubre. But yeah, we yeah. love Ubre. Um, but, you know, he didn't even play in the bubble. And mm. so you you don't have him, but then you bring in Crowder, who is just a dude that can play in the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, like it probably gives this team more of what they need than Ubre does. Yeah, like yeah. Devin's going to get his, Chris Paul's going to get his, Aiton's going to get his, Bridges is going to feast on the three point line. Like you don't really need Kelly Ubre, for sure. But I mean, they've Crowder, they've filled all the gaps. Crowder just gives you like that extra defensive versatility because he can kind of yeah. guard three, four, five if you need to. Yeah, he plays hard. Like, I'm sure the Heat would have liked to bring him back if he wasn't, you know, yeah. worth more than they could pay him. Yeah, I was surprised to see them. They kind of re- they replaced um, him with Avery Bradley, which I think that's going to be felt with them. I thought Crowders was, was really good for them last year. Um, and similar thing with Ubre there, like, Lakers got on perfectly fine without Avery Bradley. So it's kind of like, well, there's your job gone, man. We don't need you. We can win. So the only thing that they did that people didn't love was their draft pick, Jalen Smith. But 
Like, who knows who's going to be good? No one liked their draft pick last year when they took Cam Johnson, but he was he was fucking solid last year. Like, he was really yeah. good. Um, and he's a big dude. Like, you don't want to see Baines go because he was so solid for them last year. But, you know, now with Aiton taking that next step, dude, Aiton, I don't really play a lot of fantasy basketball, but his stats could be off the absolute charts next season. Yeah, he's a monster. Like, yeah, I, and I, I, you guys already mentioned it, but yeah, that dynamic between him and Chris Paul is is that's going to be exciting. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. Should lob, we give lob, this a lob, grade? Lob, lob, lob City's head out, head west a little. Yeah, bit. Uh, sorry, east, yeah. East hell yeah, bit, sorry. yeah, hell yeah. Um, should should we should we give the Phoenix Suns a grade? Are we going to give these teams uh, a grade? I'm not going to give them a grade, but I just think that they did what they needed to do. Do we I think, think they're making they, the playoffs? Yeah, they, they're going to uh, make the playoffs. Yeah. This I'll is a playoff team this year. Yeah, they're I mean, upwards the only sure. problem, I mean, if Chris Paul gets injured, that's a that's different a, story. That's yeah. the thing. Uh, but he shouldn't have to do too much. Like he kind of mm. managed himself pretty well. That stay that that vegan diet, a plant based diet. Just keep on it, big fella. Um, all right, let's hope they make the playoffs because that'll be super fun. Yeah. Um, Keen. The next team I have on my list here, um, another team trying to make it into the playoffs, the Atlanta Hawks. Mm. Who did a whole fucking mess of moves this off season? They they addressed a lot of things, man. Potentially they, they had too a many things. Good off season. Maybe too many things. I do hear you that it's a lot of upheaval all at once, but you know, like it works, and especially if they're not planning on re-signing Collins, that's then weird. this makes signed. even more sense. I think they'll end up re-signing him, but it is weird that they've got that log jam kind of at the four, but I guess you just want to bring in good players, right? Like I don't, I'm surprised Gallo got the 20 million a year, to be honest. Um, Gallo brings so much value though, man. Like he is what he is. You're not going to get more than like, mm. it probably is an overpay, mm. but like it's a huge, for it's this a huge team, mm. for this team that doesn't have a heap of money tied in a heap of things mm. like Gallo does provide the team spacing. He can guard bigs. He can guard wings. Mm. He's a good scorer. He's crafty. He keeps the ball moving. Like he's, he's, not, he's a good he's player. A, he's not a great defender. Like he got kind of no, no. He's not a great defender, but he holds his own. Yeah, for sure. Chris Paul loved him last year. I, I just can't comprehend paying twenty million dollars to a backup. It doesn't make yeah. any sense to me. Yeah, I, don't, is he a I, I think the logic. Yeah, absolutely. John Collins will be the starting four. They did yeah. say that they they reckon he's going to be the sixth man, um, but. At the same time, like, who are you going to spend your cap money, cap space on if you're Atlanta? Like, there's not going to be yeah. the big yeah. dude, the big fish aren't coming to Atlanta. To Atlanta, that's the point. And they, they still had now. enough left for Bogdanovich, who's a killer. We know yeah. that. I I don't know why the Kings just he they just let him go for nothing. Yeah, a weird one. As if you don't just they, sign- they, they've already it, you know who stuffed up his re-signing with the Kings. It was when they re-signed Harrison Barnes, and now they got no money left. No, but they, they can re-sign him and go over the cap. Like, uh, I don't know. I don't know. I Also, the Kings aren't going anywhere. So, I guess they decided to choose Heald over Bogdanovich. Wouldn't you rather, like, trade Heald? I guess Heald's making more money. But um, And no one wants Heald. Well, I think people want Heald. There would be a market for Heald, for sure. sure. Yeah. It's like Heald and Bogdanovich pretty much on the same level for me. I would probably have Heald higher, if anything. The, the point is I'm, that I, I just think that the West is so deep that they're not going to do anything anyway. It doesn't matter what they're... I mean, you're, it comes back to the point that, yeah, you have to spend the money, but I don't know. Like, it's... I, I don't know if Bogdan Bogdanovich does enough for Atlanta. Like, he's a good acquisition, but it's it's just like, I don't know. I think he's going to take pressure off Trey Young. For sure. It's going yeah. to be interesting to be able to see 
Trey playing off the ball in instances. If I hope that that happens. Mm. Yeah. yeah, it definitely should. I think that's what a lot of people want to see is Trey not just having a 30% plus usage rate. And Bogey is like the only, they brought someone, yeah, as you said, they can actually come in and play make and create offense for himself and the rest of the team. It also ensures that there's two ball handlers on the court at any time, whether it's Trey Young, Rondo, Bogdanovich, like there will always be someone out there that can penetrate and get the pass away. What do we think about Rondo on this team? Uh, I just, I worry about... I like it. I like it. I don't know why he wanted to be on this team. Like which Rondo do we get here? Do we going to end up getting Dallas Mavericks Rondo where he's like, fuck this? I you know, like, no, I think we get. Yeah. I think we get pre-coaching Rondo. I think we get a Rondo that like wants to be there to teach someone. But we always say that that's going to happen, but he's never taught a young person once. Yeah, he's he's only excelled on teams where it's a stacked team, and he can yeah. just come in and do his job. In terms of mentoring, uh, that that one season on the Pelicans was was a was a that's good true. season. Eighteen. Um, but I, I'm a bit. I think this is his payday. This is his last payday before he, he yeah. rides off into the sunset. That's why he's, he's signed there. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah I, I potentially. Because yeah, I just, well, he, he wasn't getting seven million a season at the Lakers. Yeah, obviously not. They, they upgraded there, um, and now your mate as well, Joshy boy, Chris Dunn. Yeah, well, like someone needs to defend in this backcourt. I was going to say that's his only job. Though. And he is a really good perimeter defender. Like, make, no joke. Not 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 pretty good. He's elite. Hey? Did he make all defense or no? No, he didn't. He have. didn't. But he could have. Like yeah. his, his analytics were definitely in line. He just, I don't think he played enough minutes. But yeah, he's a perfect kind of fit here because he doesn't have to do anything on offense. Not that he really can. And that, yeah, that, that that is the problem, though. Like, on the Bulls, there was no talent. So, like, this guy could still get minutes. On the Hawks, if he's out there completely anemic, can't buy a bucket for 20 minutes at a time, mm-hmm. then I worry it doesn't matter how good his D is. Like, you got to be able to do something <laughs> on the yeah. offensive end. It got to the point last year where defenders were actively completely ignoring him. They just left him on the three-point line and like he wasn't there. I guess we'll see because, you know, on the Bulls, it's a little bit easier to kind of leave someone, I guess, because you can, I guess, go after some of the lesser talent. But here on the Hawks, there's so much going on. Maybe he can kind of hide his offensive deficiency. Yeah, yeah. I hope so for his sake because I do like him. And then they drafted my favorite player in the draft, I'm going to get it wrong probably. Onyeka Akongu, Akongu I think. Mm. Um, obviously, I don't know a lot about the draft, but this is who I wanted the Celtics to somehow trade up and get. But I just don't see how he gets any minutes here. He's like a four or five guy, and you've got Capella, Collins, Gallo now. Yeah, like this team is not stacked with quality, but like the quality that it is, it's very deep of. So it's hard to see where there's going to be a gap. And then, dude, poor... Uh, Cam Reddish, Jondre Hunter, and Kevin Herter—are they ever going to get to play ever again? Yeah, I think I think they'll <laughs> hang around as like the wing core, really. Yeah, they're, they're really. I, I think they'll play. Yeah, because yeah. they've got this young core, but now they've brought in like this veteran talent. So it's going to be interesting to see because these dudes started the entire season last year. Now you have to kind of take a back seat. Yeah. And not play very much, which I guess if you're not that good, kind of makes sense. Like 
just point to the win total from last year and say that's why you're not playing over Gallinari. Well, that's the thing, yeah, right? And- like, how many other is this team going to threaten the playoffs this this year in the East? I mean, I think they're definitely better than last season, roster wise. Mm-hmm. I think if they don't, don't make know. the playoffs, there's dramas. No, this team's got way too much talent in the East. Uh, to not make I don't the honestly. I look at the acquisition. I don't think it's that good, man. Like we've read a lot of some good names, but at the same time. They won 20 games last season. I know that it's hard to compare seasons because of the difference mm. in games, but yeah, I, I just don't know how they... I don't know if Rondo and Bogdanovich and, you know, I don't know if those guys are worth, you know, 15 wins. Well, yeah, look, but the thing is that that, like, 7-8 seed is pretty... Well, it's mostly just the 8 seed. Like, even the Pacers, they're still going to be good. And then now, don't forget, we've got the play-in tournament so mm. seeds seven through ten. So like you can make it to the seventh seed, and you might still just get knocked out. Yeah. Um, the good news. Finally. Is, <laughs> the good news is if you're the seventh seed in the East, you're probably going to end up playing with the Wizards or the Bulls, like as the ten seed. Maybe. Right. <laughs> so yeah. So you're probably going to get through still, but the sixth seed really matters all of a sudden because you know you avoid getting knocked out by someone on the wrong day that gets hot. Like fucking David Bertans comes in and just hits nine threes and ruins your entire season. Yeah. <laughs> well, hopefully it means the regular season becomes more competitive for those teams that are gunning for the playoff spots. They don't want to find themselves in this crazy play-in tournament. Exactly. They yeah. just want to win and make it. Which, yeah, should make, make that like last month of the season where it's usually like half tanking, half, I don't know, kind of just going through the motions trying to get through games to now actually have having like a real incentive to avoid being in the below six. I think they make it. I know I get where you're coming from, Beatty, but I do think when it comes down to it, they've just gotten two, at least two more solid players, like high quality starters. And that's, that's a massive upgrade to having to play like DeAndre Bembry last year. Yeah, and yeah. I think that the other thing as well, you you expect more progression from Trey Young again as well. That guy's mm. only going to get yeah. better. Well, yeah, we'd like to see. And him. Collins. Yeah, Collins. Yeah. As well. The the big question mark, and again, we we did did touch on it. It's just the the rotation and how it's all going to fit. That's going to be the challenge for for Lloyd Pierce. Yeah, for sure. All right, moving on now. This gets this gets tricky. I don't know who to choose next. Um, another backdoor cut favorite. And close to Australian hearts, the 76ers. Yeah, this is a very interesting one. I think they, without a doubt, have a better t- – will, will be better next year just because their team makes sense now. So weird. If you told me, hey, Team X just traded away Josh Richardson and Al Horford and they're better, <laughs> I would say, well, they would have had to get quite the haul, but they didn't really get quite the haul. They just got pieces that fit their team. Yeah, look, even when yeah, now that you actually kind of say it like that, I'm not I'm not sure how good they're going to be, but it should be it should just make more sense watching them. Yeah, I'm I'm imagining a lot of addition by subtraction here. Like Ben will get better numbers because now he has space to get better numbers, whereas. Although Al Horford's a hell of a player, he stopped Ben getting better numbers because he was in the way. I, th- I feel like it's it's literally just that. Like Seth Curry can now shoot from three definitely, whereas Josh Richardson was like a, oh, maybe. 
So although Seth Curry can't defend nearly as well as Josh Richardson or a lot of things nearly as well as Josh Richardson, he can shoot that three better. And that's really all that matters if you've got Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons on the team. Beatty, mate. What do we think? I I don't know how to feel. I really don't know how to feel. I, I think They've downgraded and upgraded at the same time. It's hard. I think I think the crux for me is still Embiid and Simmons, and I, I that obviously is still the case here. And it's sort of, I I mean, I, I I'm I'm still optimistic, but I I, I don't know. I I'm, I think that Simmons really it kind of relies on Simmons making that next step, and he needs to do something there mm. offensively. He needs to to his offensive game can't come back exactly the same because if it does they're probably going to be similar. Yeah. Like it, it's, it's difficult. Yeah. Yeah. It's like it does. He doesn't actually have to come back and shoot threes. It doesn't have to be something like that. It just needs to, his offense needs to be more dynamic in some way outside of transition. Cause when you get like, you get to the playoffs, it's just going to, we're going to end up seeing the same shit all over again. Uh, yeah. Well, we know what happens when it slows down, penetrate yeah. the three point line, look mm. around, no one to pass to turnover. Yeah. It's a lot. Whether of- it's him or Joel Embiid, it's one of them. Yeah, it's a lot easier to cover the shooters if you can just sag off and not everyone. Yeah, <laughs> I think the big appeal with Josh Richardson was this is a guy who can also handle the ball, who can create his mm. own shot. It didn't really work out. Yeah, yeah man. Really, you look up and down this team now, and what it's it's Ben and then probably Tobias Harris. Who else is really you putting that? I mean, unless you have a lot of faith in Shake Milton. I was going like, to say that they're, yeah. they're still missing. Is like who is the second ball handler? I, mm. Seth Curry was like pretty competent. He's a competent ball handler, but you're, yeah, you're yeah right. he's okay. They're they're missing like a legitimate like they they need the uh, Ricky Rubio, Chris Paul, something like that. I, I still Rondo. I still think that they're yeah. going to be um, strong defensively. Oh yeah, yeah. I think when you've got Ben and Joel. Um, and even Danny Green was Danny Green, yeah. yeah, exactly. A Tybal's there still. That yeah. guy, everyone loves him. So yeah, he's overrated defensively, man. Personally, <laughs> just, just I. In my, he was know. a rookie. He'll get better. Yeah, he, he showed you, enough flashes. How yeah. do you think this team will? I mean, obviously, I think the other one, right? We haven't talked about is Brett Brown to Doc Rivers. And yeah, how, I was how, about to just ask that. How does that? How will this team be different offensively? I think that's if if this is the challenge for Doc, and I hope that they come back and they look differently because I think Brett Brown really in the last probably two seasons probably demonstrated that he was out of his depth. Mm. Yeah. I think Brett Brown was like master motivator. He got on his boy's side, but like when it comes to actual X's and O's, he was pretty cool. I mean, it's fine to have him as the coach of a team that's tanking and winning 11 games a season and you don't care about results. But at some point, you know, you acquire – a number three overall in Embiid and a number one overall in Simmons and the expectations are now different. And the coach was the same from back in the day when Carter Williams was putting up or whatever his name was putting up um, triple doubles. <laughs> right, rookie. And yeah, like it's, it's a different thing now that you're trying to win a championship. That should be the expectation. Yeah. I, I would say I'm more uh, filled with confidence by Daryl Murray getting brought in than Doc. I would say Doc definitely gives them an upgrade at coaching. Not saying he's going to be the guy that like takes them over the edge and wins them a title, but he'll he'll squeeze more out of them than anyone else has. He'll he'll push them. But the fact that they brought in Murray now means there's a guy in the front office that 
when mid-season they ad- identify we're missing this, he can go get them that now. He can give them yeah, what the team but needs. I, I think a front office change like that it will take more than a season in order to really have any impact. I think that, I mean, yeah, you're right, but uh, this team should be in win-now mode. Yeah, yeah, you should be trying to sure. win this year. And I, no I don't question. think Mori can't do anything right now to make this team instantly better. It's, it's very difficult. It's going to take probably another off-season. They have to. Well, move, he has already. Like, he's reshaped the whole roster. Yeah, but I mean, I don't know. Like, answer this. Do you still think a team with Simmons and Bede as the two guys, can that win a championship? Yeah. I, I'm, not con- I'm still not it's convinced. so hard to say. Yeah, I know. I'm not convinced, but like... All we've seen is Embiid and Ben Simmons with Brett Brown doing the same thing every time. We haven't seen any other variation. So I'm, I'm, at the end of this season, I feel like I'll be more confident in answering that. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, but at the same time, I'm kind of like, I don't think Doc's going to make that much of a difference, Camp, because yes, this year was a mess, but the roster was a shit show. And then last mm. year, you know, they're four bounces away from beating the Raptors with the Kawhi shot. So if they win yeah. that series and is this Brett Brown, and then you go back the year before that, the Sixers were you know with Bellinelli and Ilyasova, and they were more the spread and uh, Covington and Sarich, and they're spreading it around more, and then they lost to the Celtics in five in the second round. Um, I thought that was more way more to do with Ben and Joel Ben not being able to do a lot offensively and Joel just not being good enough yet to carry a team through. And so I don't know how much Doc changes things like underachieved last year with the Clippers, blew a, obviously blew a 3-1 lead, but he lost the Nuggets. And everything, every number that I saw that everybody was talking about was how he should, shouldn't should have been playing Montrez Harrell, which is a classic Doc Rivers thing. And then you go back to the Clippers, who underachieved the entire time he was there. So um, I, don't, I don't think... I, I, I hear you. I hear you. What I will say is that at least those Clippers teams... He did. They underachieved, yes, when the expectation was you guys got to win a title by now. But at least he got them playing efficient, strong ball that worked, you know? Like, Embiid's not going to be allowed to go get five turnovers a game if Doc Rivers is coaching. It'll cut down. I'm confident it'll cut down. Mm-hmm. And if, why? why? Even what, will those- <laughs> what will change? That's the first thing he brings in. Like, I, I've I tell watched you how for change. five years, you, you guys turn the ball over. He load manages Embiid because he can't play that many games because he's not fit. That's how it changes. I, 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 if anything, I think Ben needs to spend more time at center. That'd be cool. Yes, I've been saying this that's for ages. Probably yes. how it needs to happen. Yeah, mate. Look, we all we all know what needs to happen. We got to trade Ben for Harden. <laughs> yeah, that's the trade right there. Harden and, and Embiid plus these shooters is um, as a Celtics. No, nah, but see, like, why, why, why not trade Embiid? Why not? Uh, are you, aren't and you more move, scared move ben of, to center? Yeah, yeah I kind of think that. Well, I think regardless of who you switch out for Harden, you're looking a lot. Go better. get James Harden. Yeah. yeah, and I think the Rockets are going to be in a better position just for mentally, just to move on from that as well. But that's a whole another thing. Um, just quickly, bro, <laughs> Sixers. They brought in your boy, broke off as well, right? I've I don't know and if he's, he's going to. I don't know if he's going to crack the rotation yet. And then, he might do. If he can hit a three, space the ball, and be physical, he might crack that rotation. Yeah, yeah, are we going to talk about the Mavs or not? Yeah. I mean, well, they, that's, they, the only, that's the only other Aussie connection. They what, they drafted yeah. Josh, Josh Green. Josh Green, yeah, yeah. They brought in Josh so, Green. I, I mean, I, I don't know. I'm hopeful he gets the, into the rotation somehow. But Rick Carlisle doesn't really like playing rookies. But at the same time, 
I think he'll be able to contribute defensively off the bat straight away. So I, who knows? Yeah, from what I was kind of reading and watching, he's yeah three and D kind of guy, athletic. I think he fits in pretty well with the Mavs. Um, I, the Mavs didn't do a lot, but they brought in, they traded for Josh Richardson, and they need defense. Huge. They need Huge. defense so badly. Um, cause, you know, uh, and they'll be that'll be better because Luca will be better. Yeah, yeah, it's just I wonder what I was starting to get worried about the KP injury stuff. Like I don't know yeah. if that like they're going to be fine because you know they've got Luca now forever. But um, and they had what that was the best offense in history, and but that they can so they can sacrifice becoming like fifth or sixth best offenses. That means they can improve their defense because it was a bit of a problem last year. Um, but they didn't do they didn't make any massive news. I feel like they're biding their time. Because yeah. they're going to have cap space coming up, and whether it's free, honestly, even whatever. just bringing in Josh Richardson, like that's huge. He's mm-hmm. a really good player. He just was a terrible fit on the Sixers, but having Luca, KP, and Josh Richardson out there is a serious problem. Mm-hmm. That is difficult to deal with. Yeah. Oh, we loved Richardson at the Heat. We, yeah, like, I'm all about it. I even didn't mind him on the Sixers. The fit wasn't the issue. I just think that the Sixers were poorly coached. But yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think, yeah, I think the Sixers just needed they needed a, to shake up a bunch of shit. Like it's just yeah, everything, and they've done that. So yeah. hopefully, we're not talking about the exact same shit that we've been talking about for the last three years. I'll be furious. <laughs> They'll be my new sons. I'll be so over it. Oh man! All right, quickly, we got to hit hit my boys. Um, the Boston Celtics. <laughs> the chasing, Boston Celtics chasing Banner eighteen. I was saying before, I've already placed my Jason Tatum MVP bet twenty three to one. That's just free money, fellas. Just get in their way. <laughs> um, yeah, we'll, we'll see. Uh, Gordon Hayward was like the linchpin to their entire off season, and just like last time when he was becoming a free agent, he waits to the last second to just do anything. Like, I heard they gave him more time on his that, yeah, deal or something. Yeah, they extended the the deadline passed when it was supposed to happen. It's unclear why that happened, whether that was the team's request or whether that not that was the uh, request of Gordon Hayward. Um, but then every report pretty much was sign and trade with the Pacers uh, coming. Um, the Knicks might be in there with a big offer, maybe the Hawks. Um, mm. And maybe someone mentioned the Hornets. I'm pretty locked into the, to the Celtic stuff. I heard like nothing about the Hornets pretty much. And then I wake up one morning and the tweet from Shams or Woj is Gordon Hayward signs four years, $120 million with the Charlotte Hornets. And it's like, what the fuck? Where did this come from? Oi, and have you huge screwed props. Huge props to the Celtics for not matching that deal. That oh, is so dumb. I think that it is was ridiculous. I think it was a no-brainer to not re-sign it. Um, yeah, but then the dis- I think you're better with Tristan Thompson in the team than you are with well, Gordon Hayward. Well, in that's the, the thing. All right, so they they make the Eastern Conference Finals without Gordon Hayward, and uh, they should have they could have easily won the first two games of the Eastern Conference Finals without him. They didn't just choke away ten point leads in the fourth quarter. And what was their biggest problem last season was like front court. And so you bring in Tristan Thompson, who I've now gone back and watched a lot of Tristan Thompson. <laughs> you care about those Cavs now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I went back and watched the 2018 finals. Um, I went and watched a lot of last season. Um, 
We've been saying it for ages, man. He's perfect for this roster. He's awesome. He's basically Cantor, but like so much better. So much better. Yeah. Oh, he's a different player, man. Well, Cantor, you, you don't give it to him down on the block like Cantor can. I mean, he's a way better yeah. player than Cantor. There's yeah. no doubt about that. But I, he's asset. He, he, his strength is rebounding. That's well, his that's strength. what I mean. That's, that, well, that, that's that's Cantor's best skill was the offensive yeah. rebounding. It's just that Tristan Thompson's better than him at that to begin with. Yeah. And then he's a high quality defender. Like I'm watching videos of him switching on to oh, guard. He's one of the best Very switchable. pick and roll, def- yeah, big man defenders in the mm-hmm. league. Yeah, still at yeah. this point. Yeah. And so you, you and go- that's all they need from him. Well, dude, exactly. And you go from <laughs> as soon as Cantor comes on the floor, it's like a time bomb. It's like how long does it take for the other team to realize that they can just destroy him in the pick and roll every possession? So you you go, you, you take that away and you actually have a high quality pick and roll defender. It makes a massive difference. So I agree. Considering they didn't have Hayward for the playoff run and then you see the, um, the progression from Tatum and Jalen who are going to be 23 and 24. And then, um, and then also Teague. I kind of like Teague as like a Wanamaker replacement. Wanamaker that was- is so fine. Like bringing Jeff Teague into this team is like the perfect role for Jeff Teague. He's not going to be overextended. He's still going to be able to flash a bit of this and that every now and again. Yeah, I, I thought they've done great. That's what honestly. They and then and then they they drafted the best shooter in the draft, Duncan Robinson. Yeah, two point baby, Aaron Aaron Neesmith. Six foot six, six foot ten wingspan, fifty two percent from three in uh, last season. Um, yeah, so I'm I'm stoked on that uh, for the Celtics. I just don't. Okay, can can you help me understand Gordon Hayward's thought process though? Like, I I I kind of said this off mic yeah. before the podcast started, but honestly, it, it to me it cannot be anything other than. They offered me thirty million dollars a year for four years, and no one else is going to offer me that, so I'm taking it. But the I'll be thirty-four, making thirty million dollars a year. But the report was that the Pacers offered pretty much a hundred mil. So he wants that twenty mil. I, but like, you've just made a hundred and fucking whatever it is. <laughs> like you've got unlimited money, and I just don't <laughs> understand why you would want to go from either the Celtics, who are going to contend for the next however long the Pacers are at least a guaranteed playoff team. If you go there or go play with LaMelo ball. Maybe, maybe he saw something in the fact that I'm going to be the clear best player on this team. That has to be it as well. I, I think it's just locking up the money. He, I hate he wanted to lock it up long. I hate it as well. I, I was always a fan of him opting in. <laughs> it probably would have been terrible for the Celtics. I think the Celtics have kind of dodged a bullet here, <laughs> but I mean, yeah, I would have locked up one. I would have took that 35 or whatever it was, have one more year on a team that is hopefully contending for a championship. And then you go, I mean, that money was still going to be there for him next season. Unless I don't got, know. I unless don't he know. got injured, I think it would have been easily. Why wouldn't it have been? What if, what if he did get injured? Oh, well, that's Then that's what if he gets offered 10 mil? Yeah. I mean, yeah, you, I mean, it's just a super conservative way to, to look at things. Yeah. I mean, you, he you, seems you are like a right, super Josh, conservative but, guy. I mean, yeah. obviously, that's ob- <laughs> like he's just white boy gamer that wants to... <laughs> He's got his. Oh, you're gonna give me thirty million dollars? Okay. Yeah. Well, and all, but also he missed the birth of his son to play for the Celtics in the conference finals. Like all these signs, I kind of you know, I I was like, oh, maybe if they can get him for like a three year, eight like seventy or eighty mil, like I wouldn't expect many other teams to want to pay him that much more. But obviously, teams still believe that he can be a all star 
basically. A team. A team. Well, the Pacers were going to pay 100. The, the, and the Celtics, I mean, it's not clear what the Celtics were willing to pay, but then the Hornets and then the Knicks. Yeah, they, they only were going to pay him 80 as well. So you're right. All it took was Michael Jordan to come over the top and just pay him 120 million. Uh, if, if, years. if I. If I'm you, I'm thrilled. You end oh, up with Tristan Thompson, Jeff Teague, all these guys. And if I'm not wrong, did you not get the biggest trade exception the league has ever seen? Out yeah, of it is the it's the biggest trade exception in in history. Um, but the way but the <laughs> that's way, all right. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. But there's there's like a a lot of these trade exceptions don't actually end up turning into a lot of stuff um, from what I've been researching. And then when you add Tristan Thompson's mid level exception, it actually turns into like a twenty million dollars, which is still a lot. Um, so yeah. But like, so they they have the move the move to trade for, um, an Aaron Gordon and Aaron, Evan Fournier, just like one more wing depth piece. Dude, that that honestly, we might not be thinking much about it right now, but halfway through the season, that could be immeasurably valuable. Yeah, no, I, I do think that Danny Ainge will use it because he gave out two second round picks, and we know how much Danny Ainge loves to hang on to those picks. Yeah. <laughs> um. Oh uh, yeah, definitely yeah. gets a passing grade from me. It's looking great. All right, unfortunately. This team has done incredibly well in the season. <laughs> I uh, wonder they, who it could be. I wonder who it could be. They've won 12 NBA championships. Uh, the Los... Fade <laughs> 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 is disgusted. Um, the Los Angeles Lakers have gone from becoming like title favorites to just bigger title favorites. I already had placed my bet to, for them to win the title before the offseason because I had a feeling that this might happen. And I was right. They've added Schroeder, Harrell, Gasol, two sixth of man of the year candidates to a team's biggest weakness were the role players. So seems pretty significant. I, I, I can't find a weakness on this team. <laughs> as, as much as it pains me to say, I don't see how anyone can beat them. Me neither. I I mean, like, Did they sign Wes Matthews as well? And, and Wes Matthews. Yep, yep, and yeah, they signed Wes Matthews too. Which, you know, you lose Danny Green, maybe Wes Matthews. And sure, these back. guys aren't going to be like, like if, if the Bulls sign these players, it'd be like, oh, wow, great. But if the Lakers sign these players and their afterthoughts after focusing on Anthony Davis and LeBron James, then all of a sudden it's a hell of a lot more lethal. Well, Imagine seen- how well Mark Gasol will be able to play in – 10 minutes spurts. Exactly. Like he, he was, he looked washed in the playoffs against the Celtics, but when you get to play him in this setting, it's going to be, he doesn't have to be, you know, playing 30 minutes a game or 25 minutes a game. Even he can come in no. and for specific matchups. When you're going against Jokic's of the world, it's yeah. And perfect. Yeah, yeah. Perfect. And, oh man. And like, you know, Harold's weaknesses are completely masked by Anthony Davis's strengths. And, you know, you, yeah, perfect. You say you signed the West Nashies to the Bulls. It doesn't matter at all. But we've seen LeBron James carry Caruso and KCP to a championship. And you know, they were still there. They're both still there. Both still there. KCP's back. And he was the yeah. third best player maybe in the playoffs. Clutch, clutch got him that money. Uh, dude, yeah, man. That might be the thing that tips uh, LeBron's goat scales in the end. The decision to fucking make an agent sports agency because now, because it's worked, and he's got <laughs> Harold and all these dudes, and he's going to win more titles. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I seriously like he could win the next three. <laughs> I don't Dude, I don't know what's gonna stop him. They're the heavy favorite to win next year. Uh I love Schroeder for these two guys. Like I know yeah. Schroeder hasn't been, you know, playoff Rondo, but like he's a better shooter than Rondo, actually. He's not a great shooter, but a better shooter than Rondo. And I mean we we've seen it. Quick right? as shit. Yeah, he's just really good. And he's, I think he'll thrive in LA, yeah. yeah. I think he'll be awesome. Yeah, him running. He said he wants to start point guard. I already saw that. Maybe, maybe locker room problems already. Trouble in paradise. He said. He said. I've done this coming off the bench. Shit, I'm not doing that anymore. It it does. That's not. That's not what you want to (laughs) hear. It does depend on how much LeBron sits. Whether the LeBron point guard experiment is over before it really properly began. But I mean, obviously, when LeBron's on the floor, he's going to be handling the ball a lot, regardless. But I I mean, I think Schroeder's going to have a fair bit of work to do in the regular season, at least. Oh, the pick and rolls is just going to be him, Davis, him, yeah. Harold all yeah, day long. I don't, like, I don't even want to think about it. It's going to be, yeah, LeBron's going it, to, it's a perfect kind of way for LeBron to not have to do too much work because he has that person that can, and Anthony Davis, man, I, I keep forgetting that he's going to be 20 he's next year. Right? Like, <laughs> yeah. He's, yeah. he's going to be better again. Um, so, yeah, Schroeder, Harold, Gasol. Wes Matthews, like you lose Avery Bradley, which kind of matters, but he didn't even. No, it play. doesn't. He well, it doesn't he, matter at all. You, no, you're right. You're 100 percent right. <laughs> yeah, I, I think that I think those guys as well. Like, there's better balance in their offense. They can play yeah. fast with some of those younger dudes, and then obviously come playoffs when it needs to slow down. LeBron, yeah. no even Kuzma's well. still there. He can score if they need him to. Yeah, I think the and the less Kuzma has to do is a good thing. The better, right? Yeah. Uh, I think he took steps as a defender in the playoffs. So if he can keep working on that and just become a slightly better shooter, that's another massive bonus to the Lakers. Um, For sure. Yeah. Um, so that sucks, but um, that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> what can uh, we do? It's yeah. going to have to be okay. Well, one of our um, teams that we were probably looking forward to the most going into the offseason and next season was the Warriors. And mm. we kind of spoke about this off mic, but how devastatingly sad losing Clay Thompson to an Achilles injury is on the night of the fucking draft. Yeah. Like, it okay. is. Like, uh, even for me, I'm not a Warriors fan, but I appreciate their greatness. And it's just so sad that this guy, maybe the, the one guy of all of them who I've always wanted to see thrive. Because he just tries so fucking hard. <laughs> and he gets taken down after a huge injury like that with another huge injury. We don't know when he'll be back, how he'll look when he comes back. It sounds like he looked hot before this when uh, he was about to make his comeback. So it's just really sad, really sad. The Warriors did well to pick up Ubre mm. last second really quickly as like a stopgap. Yeah, and I guess Ubre and um, Andrew Wiggins are going to have to pick up the Clay Thompson slack. Mm-hmm. But yeah, not yeah. not good. Don't want to hear that. Um, I mean, they they go from being, I think, a title contender to being a playoff contender. Well, no, no, I, st- thing, I still think yeah. they'll be good. I guess. Yeah, I, guess, I think that I think they'll be good. I think they have to be. I I, I feel like you can't you can't piss away another year of. of peak Steph Curry you can't no, no and I mean maybe you adjust if something I mean obviously Curry 
what broke his hand early yeah. last season, and then they had to readjust their sort of expectations. But you don't you don't go make that move for Ubre if you're not still trying to win games. Oh, they're definitely yeah. trying to trying to compete yeah. this year, hundred percent. And um, yeah, you can't. And like lose a year of Steph again? No way. U- Ubre, it's maybe not full, full, full switchable, but Ubre, Wiggins, and Draymond are all roughly oh, I, the exact I, same size. I definitely size. think it is. Yeah. They, yeah. they should be able to just go doop, 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 switching around whenever they need. I, I, um, I think Ube, Wiseman's in. That's the other interesting one, right? To, to mm-hmm. see how this guy fits in, yeah. Yeah, well, he looks like a freak, so he mean, if they he, can get the best out of him. He's a massive X factor, right? Like seven foot one athletic freak. If he's able to kind of learn the ropes and become an impact player, that cha- that, cha- that that probably for me brings them back to title contention. You just kind of wonder if he's going to be able to do that as a rookie but I, I I see immense value in being drafted by the Warriors and that being the first environment you get in the NBA. Massive. For a guy like Wiseman, filled with talent, filled with potential, you don't want him to be anywhere else. Like they'll they'll find a way to get the best out of him. Yeah, I I, I think so as well. Um, and also this is this is a big year for Steph. Like yeah. you know, everybody everybody asks you what's who's your top five? Steph's in there. But, you know, it's been a while since we've seen Steph. He didn't play last year. And then before that, he was playing with KD. We obviously know mm. Steph's on another level, but we haven't seen Steph do it before. Do it for a little while now. I, I think that's the – that's the, you mentioned it with your Celtics, but I think mm. if, if we get anywhere close to a full season from Steph, that, that's – this is it's an MVP candidate. Yeah. I think so. Absolutely. Yeah. And there's a few guys that are going to now be in position to, like, carry the load and they kind of need to that are going to be right in the MVP race. It's like Luca obviously going to be in there again. Steph has to be in there. Tatum, I think will be in there. And then obviously Giannis because Giannis. Yeah. yeah. But um, uh, yeah. I, and I'm so, I'm just praying that he's able to stay healthy because if we're able to get a full season of Steph healthy, this team's good enough for him to be able to have that MVP caliber season. And it's just going to be so much fun. They're good enough to cause trouble. Like they've they've have talent on this team. It's not as good as it would have been with Clay Thompson, but mm-hmm. there's still a hell of a lot of talent there. Yeah, look, I think if Steph if Steph's legitimately still top five MVP candidate caliber, that makes him a playoff uh, a um, title contender just based off of how good he is. Like, there's no doubt yeah. about it. And the Lakers, if you're gonna like, that's your competition. That's maybe a team that doesn't match up super well against specifically Steph Curry, mm. I guess. Yeah, I don't know. That's but, a tough one. We'll have to see how they go. But one to watch out for. I yeah. don't see anyone else, you know, putting fear into the Lakers' no. sleeping patterns. No, mate. LeBron's just chilling out in his hyperbaric time chamber. <laughs> yeah, he's fine. I saw him on um, Richard Jefferson's show. What was it? What's it called? Road Trippin', I think. Um and he's just having got the whiskey in the one hand, talking about how, oh, yeah, uh, we brought in Mark. You know, we caught, we tapped on the door next door to bring in Trez. Uh, he's, <laughs> he's in love in life. And he's like, oh, yeah, Trez, you like what we're doing over here? Yeah, come on down. Yeah. Um, he's he's loving life, and as he should be. He's got his A little bit off topic. Yeah. Is Trez a bit of a dog? Oh, for bailing? Well, not just for bailing, for going down the street to the – Direct enemy. No, not at all. Oh, I'm not He's going to win a that. championship next year. No way. <laughs> um, okay. 
I think. Why would you want to go play with the mental midgets like Paul George and I was going to say and Kawhi Leonard? <laughs> no, no, I'm not. I'm not saying like I understand why he did it, but mm-hmm. do you do that? Yes. What's Is that it? acceptable? It's a business, uh, baby. Ask Isaiah Thomas. It's a business. Oh, here we bloody go with this again. Jesus Christ. Um, I mean, look, dude, that's the that's the Paul George effect. You see all that shit going down and I don't and know. He's, I'm out. <laughs> it was better before we even had Paul George. Exactly. Well, it's, and it sounds like um, none of the Clippers even knew. Like Bab- Pat Beverly tweeted out like, yeah. holy he's shit. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. Um which I guess the the bigger implications, right, is like how does this affect Lou Williams's pick and roll uh, six men of the He'll year? He'll find stop. someone else. Lou's gotta, a killer. They got no. They got to get rid of Lou Williams, man. He's he's a not. He's a he's an eighty two game player. Get him to the Celtics. <laughs> yes, he is. He is. Yeah. No, uh, the Celtics I, have got plenty of backcourt. They don't need him. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like Teague is basically Lou Will, just not as not as done prolific, I guess. Um, we don't need Lou Will. He's a defensive atrocity. Yeah, he is. We've already got too many little players. Great to watch. Great to watch. Um, regular season for sure. But he he was pretty bad in the playoffs. Who did the Clippers get a coach? Ty Lue? Ty Lue, or yeah. No? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ty Lue. Clippers' whole offseason just was underwhelming in my opinion. I mean, Ibaka, he's good. He's like, you could argue he's a... Upgrade over Trez. He's better than Trez. Yeah, yeah. I, I cop that. But it's still not an Anthony Davis problem-solved situation. That's for sure. And I'm just not that big a fan of Ty Lue, to be honest. What? I can't shake the... I cannot shake the LeBron won that title. Ty Lue came along for the ride. Uh, I believe in Ty Lue. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you don't, you don't, you don't have faith in Kawhi Leonard doing what LeBron did. No, I do. Oh, he's not as good as LeBron. Oh, (laughs) Oh, mate, look, Kawhi Leonard. He's beat LeBron. Yeah, but he's done it with stacked, stacked teams. Uh, And also, he wasn't even the superstar. He did it with forty-year-old men at the Spurs. Yeah, but as a twenty-one-year-old, Kawhi wasn't exactly like the best player on that team. He, he was. Hey, he won Finals MVP. He was Finals MVP. But let's not pretend that he like carried that team. That, that team <laughs> just is saying. a good team. Yeah, it was a great yeah, team. They were a great team. Hey man, Kawhi, Kawhi got some stuff to prove now. Like, he was supposed to be I, the man. Well, may, I, maybe that's the point, right? Kawhi's won two championships, and I think both examples were teams that were really, really good teams. Like that Toronto team, Nick Nurse. It was just a really good team. Dude, look at the Raptors last year. Like, yeah. they were awesome all season long, and so yeah. I wish he stayed. Oh, it makes absolutely no sense for him to have left from a basketball perspective. Like, Mate, we're, now, we're just shooting from the hip. Fre- Freddie Van Vliet got paid. Great dude. news. Oh, yeah, Freddie. Go, Freddie. Aaron yeah. Baines. The Raptors are going to be good. They're going to be fun. They're going to be solid again. I just think that they're still missing like offensive expo- like explosion yeah. kind of stuff. Yeah. They are. They are, but they've masterminded their whole transition from era to era. Because yeah. now they have yeah. Van Vliet, Siakam, and OG Ananobi all locked up at the same time, and the old yeah. guys come off and they can replace. It's hot. I love it. No, Masai Ujiri is a king. And no, it's a great, it's a great plan. Um, but they're gonna, it's gonna be whether or not they can get to like one level up. Yeah, somehow. yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, the shooters got paid. Joe Harris and fucking yeah, Bird man. 
80 plus mil or whatever it was. I was a bit surprised by Joe Harris's deal just because I would have thought that they'd like, I understand his value, but I would have thought that Brooklyn would want a little bit of flexibility in how they're going to steer this thing. Having not seen how an, a rookie coach KD Kyrie Irving and their existing core is all going to coexist. Dude, this team is so interesting in, in so many ways, historically, like, you know, Kyrie and KD have insane stories until now, and then all of a sudden they're being coached by Steve Nash and Mike Dan. Crazy. Stoudemire is also on the staff. It's, yeah, it's it's like Steve. It's like a uh, Steve Nash and Dan Tony were like, we were so close, man. We had it. That was yeah. it. That's the style. That's how it's going to happen. Like, let's just do it again. And I bet you <laughs> they're going to be like. We weren't that close this time, but it was it was, <laughs> it was something. That's how yeah. we know my thoughts on the Nets. But all It'll the reports fun. about KD are he's looking good. But um, yeah. that's what the reports always say. So, <laughs> yeah, he's looking. That's what they said about Derek Rose. Okay, so Derek Rose, Gordon Hayward, Paul George, um, Isaiah Thomas is now getting rave reviews. Like it's yeah, 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 boring. classic. But mate, well, not long till we find out. Like. Training camp starts in two weeks, pretty much. I know. It's happened very, very rapidly. They've set dates and they're just like, right, the draft is in three days and the season starts in two weeks. Let's go. Yeah. Dude. Good on Adam Silver. Uh, yeah. And then, I mean, well, I guess we'll get to this a lot later, but who fucking knows what's going to happen with COVID and players missing time and stuff. Like, um, you know, watching the NFL and baseball like the Ravens, it's going to be disrupted. Yeah, like I've been watching the football season, and like teams are having to field half their youth squad some yeah. weeks because there was an outbreak in the team. And like, what do you do? You well, got yeah, to wait for everyone to get healthy. And it's not like football where they play once a okay. week. Yeah, or exactly. It's every every few nights. Exactly. So there's going to be it's 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 going to be like teams that really commit to not getting COVID are going to actually like it's going to be an advantage. Yeah. The heat's going to be great. I don't know, man. Down in Miami, Tyler Hero out in the town. Nah, he'll be right. I don't know. Because Jimmy will, Jimmy will get in his ear and he'll just be like, I'll smash you, Tyler. You stay in this bubble. Mate, there's a lot of there's some ch- chitter-chatter about the heat being a bit of a fluke. Nah, no, no, no. That'd be fine. They're, they're built- it was a bit of a fluke. It was it was built for the bubble, but yeah, they'll, they'll still be good. I agree. I agree. Um, you still got Bam and Jimmy. Yeah, just re-signed Bam, max contract, five years. Yeah. I'm pretty sure there's not even an option for the fifth. Yeah, it's that, straight five years. That one was the only bummer about the Tatum extension. Had the player option at the end. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it was interesting. It, it, it sucks when the player demands for that player option in the last year, even though it's not till five years away yeah. and it's not really a problem right now. It's just never nice to know that they were thinking about that. Well, yeah, like it just means you know that he can make more money sooner. If anything, yeah. But like, you know, Ingram and Bam had no player option, and then Mitchell and Tatum had player option. Does that mean anything? Does, regardless, we've got Tatum for five more years. It's, you know, yeah, it's couple, good news. Couple MVPs between now and then before he heads west to feel, fulfill his dreams of becoming the next Kobe Bryant. Um, Playing for the Spurs. At, at that point, I'll just stop watching the NBA. Once the <laughs> um, but yeah, fellas. Oh, it's been feels good. good, doesn't it? <laughs> it's been good. It's good to be back. Uh, I, I'm just glad we don't have to wait long. Short off season. 
Yeah, and we'll be back. We'll be back very soon with even more hijinks before the season begins. Hell yeah. Until then, though, you've been tuned into Backdoor Cut. My name is Josh DiMatteo here with Jake Eisenberg and Matt Beatty. Until next time, peace. Peace.